Hello? You play to win the game. You play to win the game. You know what it is. Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional fantasy content. I'm your host, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. With me, as always, is my man, Matty Modica. And Matt, I mean... I guess we're starting to understand who teams are a little bit, right? The sky is not falling. The panic button either has or has not been pressed. Do you think we have a good sense of who these teams are, what roles these players have in their offenses? Do you think kind of the dust is settling for fantasy purposes? It's getting there. Uh, I like it was easier when it was a 16 game uh, week. I mean, a 16 week schedule. Right. I like to break it down in like four week quadrants. Mm-hmm. Here's the simple example Dallas Cowboys were considered elite and all this before playing this game on Sunday. Who did they beat before this? They beat up on the Giants. Right. And that just went totally sideways for them. The special mm-hmm. teams came in there and the defense just rolled. Who did they beat week two? The Zach Wilson Jets at right. home. And, you know, once they got that, once they got a big enough lead, that game was over. It right. wasn't a contest anymore. They went into Arizona, and Micah Parsons, who was the MVP after two weeks of the league, mm-hmm. was kind of contained. He got a sack later. The Cardinals ran all over them. I know the Cowboys lost digs. You know, that's mm-hmm. a little deflating. But their offense not look good especially in the red zone well they were missing some guys on their offensive line do you think that has mm-hmm. something to do with their uh especially their red zone struggles because they you know moved the ball got it in there but we're just getting threes instead of sevens well yeah they were one for five i, I think the play calling was pretty pitiful in the red zone and maybe that's the mike mccarthy rearing his ugly head mm-hmm. uh i mean tony pollard looks good the kid rico Dowdle. yeah he's a guy i'd be picking up the stash but if something happens to uh, Pollard, that that'll look good. Rico, you know, really impressed me. But the just to play, Michael Gallup was a positive. CD Lamb's got to be more involved. And yeah. I, I just wonder what it is. I don't have the faith in Dak. I okay. Don't I, I think he's been really bad. And he, you know, post injury, I don't think he's been the same guy. And like last year, it was bad and. You know, he hasn't had to throw the ball. All right, so we'll see who is Mm -hmm. the real Dallas Cowboys. Will they please stand up? You know, I mean, Baltimore, we were talking about also they go and lose to Gardner Minshew at home in Mm -hmm. overtime, bumping them from the ranks of the undefeated as well. You got some thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, they did get robbed in that game. Well, In that overtime, that should have been a pass interference. That was so blatant, and they probably get the game-winning field goal. But kudos to the Colts. Colts played a hell of a game. We're talking about injuries. They had guys on the offensive line that were out. They had key defensive players that were out. They didn't have Justice Hill. Um, Gus got banged Gus up and Gus had, had a concussion. So, I mean, it's an excuse, but, you know, I don't think that offense has gelled yet neither, that new offense. But Lamar was Lamar yep. in that game. And, I mean, as far as running the ball and – taking control so yeah and then there were some teams that you know were kind of uh winless and they finally got you know they finally got the tally on the right side i look at that chargers and vikings game hopefully everyone (laughs) took the over in that one but i do have 
um, kind of a story that happened there that I want to ask you about. Since we had our last Fantasy Freestyle, and by the way, download, subscribe to the Fantasy Freestyle, uh, Cloud 10 Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. We had a trade in the NFL since the last time we did a mm-hmm. Fantasy Freestyle. We knew it because Kyron Williams kind of assumed that lead horse dog role in Los Angeles. The Rams have traded Cam Akers over to the Minnesota Vikings. And listen, we've been talking about this run game. I remember asking you last week, Matt, if we thought Ty Chandler was someone that you needed to think about because Madison had not looked good. Now, Akers didn't really get onto the field just yet, and Madison probably had his best kind of effort of the year. But with Akers now going over to Minnesota, what do you think that means from a fantasy standpoint for both of these guys, you know, Madison and Akers? Personally, Matt, I believe that over time, Akers is going to kind of assume kind of a half share or even be the lead in that kind of committee in Minnesota. What are your reactions of the trade of Cam Akers to Minnesota? Where's the impacts and what are you doing if you're holding Akers, if you're holding Madison, or if you're holding Kyron Williams? Uh, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when they made that trade is how much the Rams hate Akers. Sure. That was like a swap of like 2025 or 20. 26 late draft picks. Right. And if he doesn't get 500 yards. And a bag of balls yards, and a first down marker, pretty much. Yeah, he's got to get like 500 yards for that, you know, for those draft picks to even be swapped or something. So it's really, look, for, for the Vikings, it was a good move to get him for free. They basically got him for nothing. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I agree. I'm not the biggest Madison guy. He had his best game. It was against the Chargers. And if we weren't going to do it versus the Chargers. Sure. Uh, now, maybe running him 20 times. Cost the Vikings that game is the way I kind of look at it. But uh, the coach of the Chargers is lucky he has a job today because I'm all for being aggressive, but what was it, fourth and one on your own 24? Yeah, I mean, he's done this a lot of times before. You I know, understand. But, and I'm all for going for it, but you are up. They got to score a touchdown. I hear you. And I don't care how bad your defense is. If you can't pin them and stop them from getting a touchdown, I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Fair. Would you call Akers and Madison, would you call them flex running backs? Do you think either one of them can become an RB2 if they get a bigger share of the workload? How do you think it's going to look in the Minnesota backfield kind of moving forward this winter? Because there are people here who have Cam Akers, and now that he's moved over to Minnesota, don't really know how to treat him. And the same with Madison, right? How do you think that committee is going to look? Well, as of... As of right now, you still got a Madison's like a low end RB two or a flex for you. Okay. And depending upon the matchups, so I'll, I'll I'm not a Madison guy, but you know the week before it was against the Eagles, so I'll cut him some slack there. But uh, he's the guy right now. Until I see Acres, which I which I kind of agree, he could usurp that role. I mean, it's, Madison is really on the hot seat right now. Right. He's got to produce. But again. They could not play Acres, or they could wind up cutting Acres in a couple of weeks too, which they gave up nothing for him, basically. Sure. So the, it's, I mean, it's interesting. The the takeaway for me was I canceled my Ty Chandler bids in right. some leagues where he was available because I was like, you know, this this kind of ruins it for him. For sure. And you know, so it's not an ideal if you have Acres. There's a reason you have a bench. I know the other leagues, like the 15, 16 round leagues. Benches are smaller, but I think he's a guy, if you draft him, you've got to keep on your bench right now and see how this unfolds. I mean, it's still it's still an offense that's going to move the ball and get inside the, 
not even the red zone, but get it to the green zone, goal line, which yeah. will help get those touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you something. I'm a little bit more bullish on Cam Akers than it sounds like you are. Because first of all, you talked about it. It was oil and water in Los Angeles with McVay. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't get the full-on shot to really prove what he can do. We have seen games in the past where Akers was a weak winner, you know, for you with the Rams. And I believe that, listen, Minnesota has been in the market for a running back the entire time because they don't believe Alexander Madison Ooh. can be that lead dog. I think there will be an opportunity to, as well, to use your word, usurp him moving forward. And by the time we're in the fantasy yeah. playoffs, Matt, it could be Akers getting the majority of the work. That's a easy. I wasn't a big Madison guy, as you know, and yep. I wasn't an Akers guy neither. I mean, I know people on Twitter are like, you know, JSN, who hasn't done really anything <laughs> to this point. But I was told Cam Akers was a bell cow. Like Cam Akers was fantastic at the end of the year. Look, he had a couple of games. He ran for 100 yards. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't putting up monster games. He had one monster game that everybody got to see when they blew out the Broncos and totally, you know, everybody bought into that. I didn't. It's kind of, I don't really like either guy. If one of the guys, if one of them has the role, then yes, they'll mm -hmm. be low end W2, flex worthy. So you got to see how that uh, works itself out. Forget about it. We'll see. Um, you know, week three now in the books as we're looking ahead to week four. We talked a little bit, um, you know, about the trade. What else has been kind of on your radar? I know you like to break it up into quadrants and we don't have that ability. But after three weeks, do you have any takeaways from the week three games that you really think should be on people's mind as they move forward this fantasy season? Like what was some of the biggest things you saw last week in the games? I have a few, but I'd love to hear yours first. Uh, I mean, the Browns defense. If it, if you don't if they're yeah. out there, I mean, I would I would assume they're mostly owned, but yep. they, they they may not. I think they're pretty much a play every week. I agree. Uh, I said that a couple pretty, weeks ago much. after week one. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I thought that that Browns defense was going to be good. The way Schwartz was kind of moving around Garrett and the back end has developed Ward Delpit as well. I, I agree. I picked them up after week one and I'm not even mm -hmm. looking at the schedule anymore, Matt. I'm considering no. them kind of a week in week out uh, kind of defense. And I'll tell you the other thing about them right now. Maybe this is a little bit too far to kind of look ahead, but the Cleveland Browns, Maddie, I will tell you week 15 the Chicago Bears. Hello. Week 16, the Houston Texans. Hello. Week 17, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Hello. So if you have confidence in yourself, that's a pretty good fantasy defense to have. And I agree with you, Matt. They've looked mm -hmm. good. Yeah, no. And just a takeaway from the Browns in that game, Watson looked a little better. i got to give him yeah. credit. We've been dogging him. But, uh, I mean, Elijah... Moore has now seven, nine, and nine targets in, mm. in the three games with Cleveland. They haven't been big A dots or anything like that, but he's getting, you know, uh, Amari's still the guy they're going deep with there. Jerome Ford, who you had to go get if, if you had the opportunity, he was inefficient, but he got two touchdowns. He ran for one, he caught one. So that kind of bailed him out. He was like 10 of 18. He had a couple of receptions, but the two touchdowns like saved his day. You know, and on the flip side, the Titans, Tannehill looks terrible. Henry's not like breaking these tackles like he used to do in the past. Uh, D Hop, you know, I don't know if it's just Tannehill being so terrible. So 
I'm really worried about the Titans on that. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. We're impressed with the Browns' defense, and we're not so much with the Titans' offense. I got to tell you something. And last week, Matt, we talked about um, Nico Collins. We talked about Tank Dell. I got to tell you mm -hmm. something. Um, the Houston Texans' pass catchers, I think are viable. You know, I think, listen, they're probably, you know, they, they won at Jacksonville last week, but I do think game script largely will be in their favor. I mean, CJ Stroud is averaging over 300 yards a game. CJ Stroud is averaging over 40 attempts a game, you know, and there are times where garbage time works just as well in fantasy. I know we talked about guys like Tank Dell. I know we talked about guys like Nico Collins. There's even Robert Woods there. I actually think Listen, Tank Dell, by the way, Matt, still only on rosters in 34% of Yahoo leagues. You gave him out last week. I was talking about him and Nico Collins. But listen, Tank Dell, 17 targets in the last two games, and he's eaten mm. from Robert Woods. I actually believe that these Houston pass catchers kind of deserve a legitimate look. Um, and if they're available, you could do worse on your bench because I think the uh, the opportunity will be there in the Houston pass game, Matt. Uh, my takeaway was C.J. Stroud, the arm strength that he has. I mean, these throws look effortless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as you said, Tank Dell, 17 targets, 12 receptions, over 200 yards, two touchdowns the last two games. Tank Dell said that uh, C.J. Stroud told the Texans to draft him. So nice. that's one of those kind of things that – and, look, these, these little receivers can be very useful. And he's fast. I mean, mm -hmm. he's at 160 pounds. But, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud is the thing that really stands out to me. Uh, Pierce, if you drafted Pierce, he, right now he's just touchdown dependent. Yeah, and here's he's the thing with that. Is. This is why this is a little surprising for me, and I wanted to say it here on the show. You know, going into this season, right, they get the new head coach. Uh, Ryan's and he's a defensive guy, right? I thought going in that, you know, D'Amico Ryan's in his first year, they'd work on the defense and they would kind of be a running defense mm -hmm. game management kind of team. And I think I was wrong there, Matt. I think that's something that after three weeks, I can kind of acknowledge. I thought this was going to be a ho-hum run defense team, but it's not. And that's why I talk about the attempts and the yardage out of C.J. Stroud. This team, I think, is going to open it up a little bit more than I thought coming from, you know, the resume and the pedigree of the head coach. And they're going to be throwing the ball, I think, a lot more than I originally anticipated when you talk about, you know, Pierce and Singletary. I, I don't think they're going to be a run-heavy team, Matt. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Again, it's, it's Stroud has really impressed mm -hmm. me right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what I'm seeing. On the flip side, I do have to mention the Jags here. Yeah. Uh, we remember week one, that first half, Calvin Ridley, seven mm. receptions, 92 yards, mm. one touchdown. Last 10 quarters, that's two and a half games. He has six receptions for 81 yards. Don't I know touchdown. it. So, you know, it's, I mean, they just got outplayed in every facet of that game, the Jags. I mean, that, I don't know if you had a fullback return a kickoff eight yards for a touchdown. Now that fullback picked up that ball and got that. It, it was crazy. I was watching yep. the game, and you know, I, I think they got to get. I think their best player on offense is clearly Travis Etienne. Uh, I, I know I've been talking about him since the preseason. 
but he is their best player. He needs to be more involved. Yeah. And, you know, this is a big game for them. They have two games in London back-to-back. Yeah. They're playing this weekend in, uh, versus Atlanta. They're the home team next weekend. Buffalo flies mm-hmm. there. They'll be staying there. So this is a this is a big game for Jacksonville. Everybody had them as their team. Uh, Trevor favorites Lawrence, to win the division. The breakout, the, the breakout. And that's the thing with the Colts. Like the Colts might be saying now, look, you know what? Maybe we got a chance. Maybe we got a chance. This division's terrible. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really is. I mean, we talk about Houston, who, even though they won, you know, they do have that rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. Uh, Playoffs. You talked about how Tennessee looks really bad on offense. Sometimes people get old really quick, and everybody for years have been trying to anticipate when King Henry would kind of fall off a cliff. Maybe it is this year. Playoffs. He doesn't look like he has the same kind of burst or the ability to get through those tackles. And then there's Jacksonville, and then that leaves Indianapolis. Maybe a 9-8 and kind of team can win here. I just hope we can win a game. I still have a little bit more. You know, I'm not hitting the panic button on Jacksonville just yet. I do think, um, for some reason, the Houston Texans have owned them over the last few years. They have. They even beat them last year. Kansas City loss. Is in Kansas City, but we'll see. One team I'm definitely hitting the panic button on, and we all know this is you can see behind me, Matt. Right, I have a Jets voodoo doll over <laughs> here, but that offense is blunt, guts, trash. I have to watch these games, unfortunately, in the New York area, especially when the Giants were already on Thursday night football. Matt, they had 36 yards in the first half. Okay, like, listen, their defense is still going to be there. You and I talked about Garrett Wilson all preseason long. You know, Mm -hmm. at this point, um, like, you drafted him probably with a first or second round pick. You thought of him as your wide receiver one, probably. Like, are you starting Garrett Wilson still? Are you trying to find someone who believes in the Jets and trade him? Are you putting him on your bench and hoping it kind of rounds into form? How are you handling Garrett Wilson? To me, he's no better than a wide receiver three at best at this point. Yeah, he's in that wide receiver three flex range for right? him, which is I, I but I'm he's probably my most owned early guy when I was picking at the back end. You know, I got either a receiver or like right. a Barkley or a Bijan and then him. And I cannot play with him, cannot win with him, cannot coach with him, can't do it. Uh, I mean, it's tough to watch. And I, I, I think here's the silver lining as I told you before the Jets are playing on Sunday night football against Kansas City. If Kansas City's rolling them at the half, I don't think you see Zach Wilson ever again. I think it's, you know, they're going to be in, it's a standalone game. Right. Uh, National audience, prime time. Colin Worth will be crushing them on air. Yeah, it's like 31-3 at the half. Uh, I don't see how you can keep telling people, no, he's he's making improvement. Maybe in practice this kid looks fantastic. I don't know. But anything is – even Carson Wentz at this point, I'd want to see what Carson Wentz – it's just about getting the ball to Garrett Wilson. He's not even doing that. He's got to get it. I mean, he's getting – he got nine targets, but it's like – it's. Even when he's opening, he's not throwing it to him. Uh, it's it's killing. Um, what's his name? The running back. Yeah, Hall and, and Cook. Yeah, well, because I, if I you're playing defense against terrible. the Jets, you're just trying to stop the run. You're forcing. You're trying to force them to become a throw. You want Zach Wilson as a volume thrower. You're going to try and stop the run game and put it he on Zach. 
he can't keep running 30 yards back right. and trying to make these passes. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. It's, no. I mean, it, it's really rough. I understand that was a rain game, too. Nah, and but still. New England's got a good defense. They had that, they went at Dallas. So, you know, but I, I think this is the pivotal game. I think the Jets today, hopefully, you'll hear something because it's Tuesday. This is when it usually happens. They're going to bring in, I would bring in a few quarterbacks and probably choose two of them because the backup they have, they can't use. <laughs> right, right, right. And I mean, Zach Wilson just, I'm sorry. Look what the Niners did. They invested all that capital in their quarterback. And they all cut bait. And they cut bait. So at yep. some point, you know. The Arizona the Cardinals Jets did the same thing should. with Josh Rosen a few mm-hmm. years ago, you know, when they had the opportunity. But I think for fantasy purposes, because it's not like he got Zach Wilson, I think we're saying, you know, keep an eye out on Garrett Wilson. But I think, I think right. he's still got to play. Three. He's just too talented. Yeah, you got to run him out I, there. I, I can't bench him, but it, he he's really getting killed. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. All right, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, Dane Martinez and Matty Modica. Um, there were not, you know, a lack of injuries as well in week three. I want to talk about some of those now and kind of what your reaction is, what the next man up is, and how you treat this. The first is in New Orleans, where, you know, Derek Carr goes down with the shoulder injury. They say it's an AC joint. They say it's week to week. You know, you got Jamal Williams still on IR. You do have Alvin Kamara coming back from the suspension, which I think is interesting and maybe puts a little damper on your guy, Kendra Miller, who I think got mm-hmm. nine carries for about 35 yards or so. I know that's your guy, but Kamara's coming back and good old Jameis Winston is in there trying to eat W's for the New Orleans Saints. What do you think this means? You know, is Jameis viable as a QB two? What do you think it means for guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and you got Kamara coming back. What do you think about the injury situation in New Orleans? How would you adjust to that as a fantasy manager? I mean, I wasn't really impressed by Carr, but I mean, Jameis is, you know, he's going to run the spectrum. He's going to throw these deep balls and they're going to look good sometimes. And he's going to throw a lot of picks and make a lot of bad plays too. Uh, Kamara coming back is obviously a plus for them. I'm hoping sooner than later it's, Kamara and Kendry. Sure. I think, you know, that's it. I mean, before he got hurt, Jamal looked terrible. I mean, those first couple of games, he did not look good. Last year, he had a great year. He had those 15 one-yard touchdowns. Uh, Tony Jones had the two touchdowns. I'm not really a Tony Jones guy. So I, I think you're going to see. And Kamara's never been a guy that's been like just the bell cow. So yeah. there's going to be somebody else with him. Right. And Kamara doesn't need to be the bell cow. He's going to, you know, hopefully it's the Kamara of the past and not last year. At a camp, they said he was looking like the Kamara of old. Last year, he had some injuries. They didn't use him right. So if you have Kamara, you have to be excited. I would look at it that way. Of course, he should be getting a lot of passes. Is Jameis going to dump it off, though, is really the question. I think he asked him. But yeah, absolutely. Famous. And by the way, I'll tell you, you know, not in any of your leagues, Matt, not in any of my leagues, but I checked and Alvin Kamara is on rosters in. 92% of leagues. So one out of every 11 people that are listening to the fantasy freestyle right now, go on out. It's one of my due diligence plays on the waiver wire this week. If he's out there, you yeah, gotta go. Get does that like include 10 team leagues? I, gotta I guess. That. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at Yahoo. <laughs> leagues and I, I'm just making the point here for the listeners, you know, no, no, I, 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 you're right. 
that he's out there. Right. I say the I'll same do. thing with a guy like Jeff Wilson Jr., who might be coming back. Other guys that are on IR or suspended, you got to at least check, you know? Here's the question. Uh, if you did your due diligence, what is A-Chain's availability? Yeah, 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 absolutely. A-Chain or, or <laughs> A-Chain that he wants to be known now after his ridiculous 200-plus four touchdown effort he is out there in around 30 to 40 percent of leagues as well so you got to go out and get him do you think listen how sustainable do you think this is right two or three for 460 yards in week one looked a little bit different week two against new england you know the three high safeties that kind of thing and then listen they put up 70 points i know we can't expect that every week but do you expect this Miami offense as long as Tua is healthy? And this was even without Waddle, right? Yep, Do you expect all the these guys thing. to literally be able to sustain this? I mean, aren't there going to be weeks where Tyreek Hill has three touchdowns? Aren't there going to be weeks where it's more Mostert, more A-Chain, not Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back? Is there enough to go around in Miami? I know there was when they scored 70 points, but is there going to be on a week-to-week basis? Uh, I mean, look, every week, is everybody going to smash? No. Right. But just look at this stat here. Tariq Hill had 11 targets, nine receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Most of an A-chain combined had 11 targets, 11 receptions, 90 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, what it, the takeaway for me here is I have A-chain on quite a few leagues. Yeah. And I had to start him in the field because, you know, the teams that had Dobbins, that he got hurt. Right. Justice Hill I picked up. He was out. Or if I had a Saquon Barkley, he missed this week. You know, so I had to put him in in a couple of leagues. I'm more of a wide receiver heavy type of guy. And just for dumb luck, that was, that, you know, I had to play him. And, but my takeaway was he wasn't going to hit until like the middle of the year or later. Right. They drafted him to, you know, because of his speed for this offense. If you look at what McDonald's done, it's, he wants speed, speed, speed. Even Robbie Chosen got in at the end with Mike White. Yeah, formerly Robbie Anderson. I had no yes. idea who they were talking about when I saw the highlight yes, yes, yes. until I saw his hair. And then I was like, oh, that's Robbie Anderson. <laughs> but, I mean, it's all about speed on this team. Yeah. And this kid, H- here's the thing, too. Mostart has never been able to stay healthy. True. You know, you, None but, of these guys. Jeff Wilson Jr. either. Jeff Wilson might be coming back in a couple of weeks. But I think A-Chain just showed that he has a role going forward. Uh, They'd be crazy not to use him. Uh, Again, is he going to have 200 yards rushing on 18 attempts, you know, or two touchdowns on four receptions? No, that's not going to happen every week. This is probably his best. Probably his high-water mark this year. (laughs) Well, if he's out there, say you had $1,000, I'm going at least 900, maybe maybe a little more. Right. This is this offense is just rolling. They they let up. They let up. Oh yeah, they game. put the they put the bench in. They put they the bench in and they still. More. Yeah, they could have scored more. And on the flip side for the Broncos, uh, I'm going to be weary about Court Sutton. I know he's been the guy to let, you know early on. That first game, that touchdown bailed him out. This week he had 11 targets. You're like yo, he had 11 targets, eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. He dropped another touchdown. He lost two fumbles. And when you got other talented guys in like Jerry Judy, who went uh, five for 81 with seven targets, he had a touchdown. That got called back on what kind of looked like a bullshit, you know, legal formation kind of thing. And here's the kicker. Here's a guy. You have a bench. Mims, right? I would add him is Marvin Mims. Yeah. This guy 
has run 27 routes for 193 yards. I forget who put this tweet out. And kudos to him or her. But versus Sutton, he's run – Mims has run 27 routes for 193 yards. Sutton's run 107 routes for 189 yards. Marvin Mims even returned a touchdown. This guy, every time he touches the ball, he's doing good things for this team. This team has to be desperate. They're 0-3. Sure. They're facing the Bears. Right. I don't know how this guy doesn't get more involved. I think Judy's going to get more involved. And the problem with the Broncos right now is their running backs are kind of irrelevant. Maybe that changes against the Bears. But, you know, this is – they were saying on Seat uh, Geek or one of those, Tickets are going for as low as like $2.11. Oh, I did this. see that for the Broncos. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, good seats still available. To they be gave sure. up over 100 points. Yeah, Marvin <laughs> Mims, definitely someone to keep an eye on. One other uh, place that I want to ask you for wide receivers, and it is kind of an unfortunate in- uh, injury for the Chargers. Mike Williams mm-hmm. goes down. It is a torn ACL. He will miss the rest of the season. Keenan Allen puts up an incredible game. I think it's like 15 catches. He also threw a touchdown for goodness yes. sakes, right? But you've got Palmer there. And then you got, I know how you like to call him, Quint him. Johnson, mm-hmm. because he is him. I have people wondering about Johnson. And it's like, if he was going to kind of ascend and start to get there, because he was running behind Palmer, really, in the first yes. few weeks. But now that Big Mike is gone, we know there's Keenan Allen. We know this is a passing, scoring offense. So there's got to be opportunity for guys like Palmer and for Quentin. How would you kind of sequence and prioritize those two guys if they're on your waiver wire? Because Palmer was is available in, I think, 90% of leagues. And Quentin Johnston is also available in two-thirds of leagues. So what do you think mm-hmm. the wide receiver group for the Chargers? Obviously, Keenan Allen's there. But where would you prioritize these two guys because I think there's opportunity in this Chargers passing game. There definitely is. I think that Palmer is going to be the priority this week for most people. They're going to say, you know, he's going to get the immediate work. I think you got to look behind the pines, look past the pines. It's Quinton Johnson. He's their number one draft pick. Has he been MIA so far and not really involved? Absolutely. But again, when you have, when you build a good enough team, you want the Marvin Mims on your benches, the Quinton Johnstons on your benches. These are the guys with the A-chains on your benches. These are the rookies that your goal is by the second half of the season for that player for These are the guys that are going to emerge. Not all of them are going to hit. Right. If you have like four of them on your bench and two of them hit, you're, you're, you're going to be styling, especially with, with the team that you have. Uh, so for me, I'm going Quinton if he's out there. But I think Palmer's going to be the one that's uh, pro- 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 I can't say the word again. Hello, it's, it's you with that word, Maddie. If you have, I, I, I used to be able to say you it. You know no, that Maddie Modica but struggles, he, but I'm going to help him out. You would prioritize when you prioritize. Uh, Palmer's going to be that guy, but I would go Johnson. The other uh, effect on this is, I guess Jared, uh, Gerald Everett's going to be more involved, hmm. but Parham has become. Yeah, like this out. tight end red zone guy. Yeah. He's basically touchdown dependent. He's he's a very big body. And he's a guy, if you're desperate for a tight end, you know, and there's nobody out there, I would throw him in there, hoping he gets a touchdown. You know, they throw the ball so much. The other guys in the tight end department is if Ferguson's out there, 
I, I think he's going to continue to see more targets. Dak needs the tight end. I'm not really impressed with Dak right now. Uh, and Musgrave. Musgrave yeah. is – as Jordan Love is getting all the love, but Jordan Love's got like a 53% completion percentage. Mm-hmm. I know he had seven touchdowns to one interception, but he has overthrown so many guys for touchdowns. And I, Musgrave has been at least for two. And, you know, his numbers should be much better too. So, I, look, they won that game. He came back. But as – as good as some of the, the touchdown to interceptions look, he hasn't been as good as I think most people are saying. I, but he doesn't have Christian Watson. He's That's right. There, and I'm and I believe there was no Aaron Watson. Jones last yeah, week no Aaron Jones. either. Christian Watson no, will I'm come back, but I agree him. with you. I, I, I think he's going to get better, but I just wanted to point that and out. I agree with you. Musgrave only on 20% of rosters. He's out there. He got eight targets last week, and he has converted 11 of his 15 targets into receptions. I was watching some of that game as well. Jordan Love overthrew him going down the middle, going down the seam a couple of times, so that is mm-hmm. definitely a viable tight end and, option. And I like that you bring in Gerald Edwards as well, because people are automatically looking to the wide receiver position for the next man up, but kind yes. of the overall passing pie, you know, will be divided in really a different way. Him. And I think Everett but, is there. Who else you got there, Matty? I want winners. I want people that want to win. Just real quick, for quarterback, the guy I'd be targeting this week is C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I am just getting really impressed. Just watching him throw the ball. I, I, I think his arm is fantastic. And he's got some good receivers. Uh, running back, obviously, it's h mm-hmm. But stashes, I'm even going to throw one of your guys in here. Ooh. It's Rico Donald. Uh, Evans on the Rams, I think, is somebody to monitor. I'm not saying if you're in a shallower league, you're going to pick him up. But I think this kid's got talent and could emerge at some point. Uh, and the last guy, the Ravens, is Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. He's coming up the IR after this week. Nice. Uh, Gus has a concussion. Justice has turf toe. Kendron Drake. Uh, I just can't do it. So that would be there. Just a couple of wide receivers that I didn't mention. Obviously, Mims. Adam Thielen. Yes. You know, I, I was going to mention Thielen, anywhere. too. I Listen. didn't draft him anywhere. I picked him up in two leagues. And you know, 23 he, targets in his last two games, 18 catches, two touchdowns in his mm-hmm. last two games. And by the way, next week, revenge game, Maddie, as they mm-hmm. play the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. So he's a guy that I had as well from the wide receiver spot, along with the Chargers and the Texans. I like Musgrave as well. One running back. Let me go quick to the running backs real quick here because mm-hmm. I love Jalen Warren. He's still available in like yes, 45%. Okay, I mean, Najee no good. <laughs> every week, Najee Harris is toast, in my opinion. I want to ask you, though, um, Zeke Elliott, 18 carries last week. You know, they had a different kind of game script. They were trying to pound and run the clock. But, you know, Zeke Elliott is out there in 50% of leagues. And I wonder if Stevenson's going to get the passing work. And in games where New England is up, might we see a sustainable amount of Elliott? I mean, it was a, just a bad game for Rendore. I mean, he got four yeah. targets, one reception. I mean, I know it was bad weather, but that was like a perfect setup. You know, you can make the Jets' defense a little honest with, right. you know, getting him involved. And Zeke, 80 yards, like you said. He even had a reception for seven yards. I don't own do any worse. Zeke, but I think but he should worse. be on a roster, you know. And I don't think he's going away. And that was just a bad game for uh, yeah. Dore, honestly. Zeke really available. Was, in was 55% of leagues as well. 55% he is available if you want to get a Zeke Elliott. Got any more guys you want to give out real quick, Matty? 
couple of quick ones. Josh Downs on the Colts. It's been Michael Pittman. He's getting the volume. The ADOT's not big, but Josh Downs is getting more and more involved. He's a guy that I'd have on, on your radar. I'm not saying you got to pick him up this week in a shallower one, in a deeper one. I, I would definitely own him. And uh, DJ Chark mm. is, is another guy. If, if you, you did see Andy Dalton make this offense look a bit better. I it mean, did. they had like eight it did. Uh, full starts. That's the 12th man working there. So, you know, obviously Clinton uh, versus Palmer. I'm a Clinton guy. I think Palmer will be the guy that most people go after, though. That's really good. Fair enough. That's That's really the rundown. That's what you need to do as you ride the waiver wire like Bunk and Clay Davis. She. (laughs) But this has been another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We'll be back next week. We'll see what happens with that Chargers passing game. We'll see if the Miami stuff is sustainable. And we will see if the Houston pass catchers continue to impress with C.J. Stroud, like you said. So, for my man, Matty Modica, I am merely the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, telling you to subscribe, like, follow, write us a five-star review as we continue all season long to put the fun in functional fantasy content. We'll be back with you next week. Be sure to check out all the content out of the starting five, Adam Ronis, Nanda Dufino, and of course, the fantasy executive, Corey Parsons. We'll be back next week to help you win your league and win your cash. This has been another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We'll see you next time. Peace. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.